Over the years, I've heard the saying that if you have a room full of 10 people and you're creating something that out of that 10, maybe two will really be into it and maybe two will completely despise it. And then the vast majority, the six, just won't care. And that's fine. That's what I'm talking about today, that you're going to put stuff out and for whatever reason, we'll go into it a little bit, most people won't care. And that's actually okay. Because if you're making something of any significance, it's only going to appeal to a small group of people. My name is Chris Valtimes, and this is the Hyper Memoir Podcast, where we talk about finding your creative voice and making things real. So that's what I'm talking about today. One of the things that in my creative journey has come up a lot is making something, whether that's a business or music or writing or anything else, and sending it out, putting it out into the world getting it to people, but then seeing most people kind of ignore it. And if you're a creative person who's taken the step to put things out into the world, you've surely had that experience before. And I think that creative people at any level will experience that. It's just part of the game that most people aren't going to be into what you've made. And I'm going to assume if you did the numbers, even for the biggest stars, let's take Taylor Swift, who I guess everybody likes. Most people probably aren't into her. If you looked at the whole planet, most people don't know her music, don't care what she's doing. And she's a superstar. I'm not singling her out. I'm just saying as an example of someone who I recognize as one of the top tier stars, still, there are going to be most people not caring and a group of people who don't like it for whatever reason. So my point is, it's always going to be part of the creative journey. And that's okay. Most people, for whatever reason, aren't going to resonate with the things that you do. And I look at it like this. If I was into a particular kind of music, and I am, but let's just distance, distance things a little bit and say, if I was a bluegrass musician, I'm guessing most of my friends wouldn't really be into going to the show. I mean, I might be wrong. It might turn out that all of them like bluegrass, and I just had no idea. But as far as I know, not a lot of my friends are super into bluegrass. So if I started a bluegrass band, they might come to support because they want to support me, but they might not be totally into it. And I think you see a lot of people out there who, if their friends or if their close circle aren't into the thing they're making, they can start to get discouraged. They can start to feel like, is it not good enough? Is this a judgment on the quality of my work? A judgment because my friends or family or whoever doesn't like it. But what I would say is this, your friends and your family, no matter how many you have, no matter how big your family is or how wide your friend circle, it's going to be a tiny minority of the people in the world. And the job of a creative is to make something. But my opinion also is it's to get it out to the right people. Because if you create something and it doesn't get to the right people, it's not going to have the impact that you want it to have. And there is an art to connecting the right people to the right art or the right things in the world. And that's typically called marketing and sales and business. So that's a separate art. But as any creator can do is you can start to learn what the people around you like and don't like, and then start to hone in on the people who do like what you have. Because as I said, most people aren't going to like it. And as I said in the intro, it's not that they're going to not like it. It's they're going to be indifferent. And to me, that actually feels a little bit worse and in the past has felt worse when I've created something or written something and put it out there 
And most people have no reaction. You know, you put something on social media. I think that's a place where this can happen a lot. You can put something on social media that you put a lot of hard work into, a lot of effort into, and not see anybody respond. And it's really easy. As I said a moment ago, it's really easy to get into the mindset that that's somehow a judgment on what you created when it could be for any number of reasons. For a lot of times and for a lot of people, it's not that they don't care. Maybe it's they might be busy with other things or it was the wrong time or the wrong medium. I I remember friends in the past getting frustrated when they'd post music or something on Facebook, music they worked really hard on and that was really good and see most people ignore it. And my thinking was, well, that might be the wrong place because People aren't necessarily on Facebook to listen to their friend's music. Now, there might be other times, like when you have them have people over, you can subject them to whatever you want to, I guess. But my point being is that sometimes the medium is the message or lack of message or lack of transmission of the message. And so your job as a creator is to go beyond that immediate friend circle and start getting it out to people who you don't know. And I can tell you for this podcast, one of the cool things is while I know that some of my friends listen to this podcast. I I know a lot of them don't, and that's fine. I'm actually okay with it because I think what I'm talking about might not be a fit for everybody that I know. Either they're not prioritizing being creative in the way that I'm talking about, or they already have a creative practice that they like, or they just don't like the way that I put things, or it doesn't resonate with them. That's totally fine. It's nothing personal. But what I do like is as I do this, I start to see that I get a lot of response from people who are maybe a few steps away. So I'd call these acquaintances or people that I know casually, or even people that know somebody who knows somebody. Or as happened recently, I got my first message from someone who has no connection to anybody in any of my social groups. This is somebody who found me randomly on the internet. And for me, that was kind of a turning point showing that what I'm talking about is getting out there. It is having resonance and it is starting to find the right people. Even if those people are in my family and friends. They're not always going to support it. I know that when I started my business, I think a lot of my family and friends were like, is is this guy crazy? Is he going to actually do it? What's happening? Like, is this a real thing? When's he going to get a job? That was 10 years ago. I started it. It's running. And so people kind of get it now, but it took them a while. It took them a while to understand what it was that I was actually trying to do. And still to this day, there's a number of people who I'm close, not close to them, but uh, relatively close who have no idea about what I'm doing. And like I said, that's fine. It's more a um, critique on my ability necessarily to communicate that maybe. It could be more that I need to do a better job of getting the message out there. But even if I do, like I said, it's not going to matter to most people. So we're going beyond our immediate circle to try to find our audience. Something that I was thinking about as I was writing notes for this episode was, and the math is pretty close. I fudged it a little bit, but let me explain what I'm talking about. So I figured out that if you want to have an audience of a million people, if you want to affect a million people or have a million people who are into the work that you do or who resonate with your message and a million people around the planet, you know, we're not going to be US centric here. We're going to say a million people around the globe who, for whatever reason, like what you do. So if you're a writer, if you're a musician, if you're a podcaster, if you're an artist, if you wanted an audience of a million people, and I'm not saying that that's going to be the the measure of any kind of success, but I'm just sort of taking a random measure to show these numbers. If you wanted an audience of a million people, do you know how many people, or um, I should say, how many people 
yeah, what percentage of people you would need in order to get that million, it works out that you'd only need one person out of 10,000 to resonate with what you do if you wanted an audience of a million people around the world. So what that often means is sifting through the 9,999 people who aren't going to like what you're doing. And that means putting stuff out there. We've talked about that before. And, and something that I'll always come back to is the idea of putting stuff out, getting stuff out to people is the way that you learn. It's the way that you start to build your audience. It's the way that you start to connect with people. And it's the way that you start to establish and have an impact and get things out to people. So it might be that to get to that one person, you need to go through thousands of people who just don't care. But you can see what the finish line looks like. This is would obviously take hard work. And for a lot of you, and for myself even, that's not necessarily the goal. It's not necessarily the goal to get a million people. But what if you wanted to have a thousand people who really, really, really liked what you're doing? That number is way tinier. And let's just say that you're US centric or whatever, and you want to do within the US. A thousand people within the US, that's one out of, I don't know how many, I'm not going to do the math right now, but one out of a fraction of that population. Same thing, Los Angeles. If I wanted a thousand people in Los Angeles to really hear what I'm saying and really resonate with it, I don't need that high a percentage of people. I'm still going to think it's something like a fraction of a percent if I wanted one thousand people in LA to like what I'm doing out of what is it, eight million in the greater LA area, something like that. So my point is just statistically, most people aren't going to be into it for whatever reason. It's and it's not a judgment on what you're creating. It's not a indictment in any way. What it is, it's a problem with marketing, it's a problem with sales. And I don't even necessarily want to say a problem, but what I mean by problem is that's one of the things to solve. So as an artist, one of the things to keep an eye on, as a creator, one of the things to keep an eye on is how am I getting my message out there? It's something that I'm doing with this podcast. I think a lot about the ways that I can share more with people. That's what the newsletter is for. I post on social media and I'm slowly starting to get in touch with people more and more who like what I'm doing. And it's not always my friends and family. So that's what it is. I remember years ago, um, in college, I studied social network analysis, and that's really about looking at how the people that you know can create the opportunities and the situations that you have in life. So you have like a social graph and a network, and this is something that's been going on, I think, since the 60s or 70s, where people have been analyzing, you know, where you are positioned in a social network, how that affects your, I guess, social standing, for lack of a better term. But one of the ideas in that field is about the strength of weak ties. And I think it's been popularized, but basically what the strength of weak ties says is often the people who bring you the most opportunities. So that could be for speaking, it could be for publishing or partnerships or collaborations, or just people who are supporters of you. The people who are going to be the most, bring you the most opportunities like that are often weak ties. So that's friends and acquaintances and friends of friends and people who you don't know very well, people who you don't see all the time. And I guess that's something that they've validated scientifically to show that it's not always going to be the people who are closest to you who are going to be your biggest supporters or who are going to give you the path to growth. So it's not to say that you ignore those people because I think you know within that group, you're going to have people who care about you and want to see you succeed. You're also going to have people who don't care for whatever reason, they're wrapped up in their own shit, totally fine. but the point is, is those people might not necessarily be the ones who are going to drive your success. 
So look beyond it. Start to reach out to people who you don't know very well. Start to connect with people who are outside of your circle or who you've heard of or who know a friend of a friend. And so it's really about finding that circle that's one step wider than your close social group. So for me, it's really about leveraging those weak ties, I guess you could say. And they might become strong ties. There's a lot of people, actually, there's a few people who in the journey of doing this podcast, I've started to connect with, they have podcasts or are interested in the same things that I do, or it just resonates with them for whatever reason. We've had more conversations, whether direct message or telephone. I even have a couple people who are having me be on their podcast. And what I'm saying there is sometimes those weak ties, those people all started as people I was just acquaintances of, relationships start to grow from there. And so it might change the landscape. But then once you've sort of connected with those people, then you're going to connect with more people and it's going to keep going and keep going and keep going. So personally, as when I see friends do stuff, I always try to support it, even if it's a little bit, even if it's just liking something on social media or leaving a comment or doing something that I know makes the algorithm happy. I try to do that. I don't always succeed. So I can even say from my perspective, I'll see my friends do stuff. And while I hope to be a good supporter, I'm not always, I'll be honest. I I get wrapped up or I see something and come back to it later and then it's gone or I forget or something comes up as I am looking at my friends' things. And I don't always take the actions, again, whether it's sharing something that they've created or commenting or liking it or buying it, those things happen a lot. So for myself, even though I want to support, I don't always have the chance. And so I think one of the things, one of the remedies to that is to continue talking about it. So if you're making something, don't be afraid to repeat yourself. Don't be afraid to bring it up over and over and over again. And I've had a lot of situations where Friends of mine will create something and I'll hear about it the first when they first come out with it. A week might pass, they mention it again. Another week might pass, they mention it again. And in that time, I've done nothing to support them. But then that third time, I'm like, wait a second, this actually matters. And so seeing that consistency, seeing someone stay with it can really be uh, a way for me to now connect with what they're doing in whatever form that is. So if you're creating something, don't be afraid to be persistent. I feel like there's a lot of people who feel like others are going to get annoyed if they're being persistent in sharing stuff. But honestly, if people don't like something or it doesn't matter to them, they can just ignore it. And I know there are some people who get whiny about, oh, stop spamming me with this. Well, unsubscribe, unfollow, you know, leave social media. And, you know, I don't really tend to pay much attention to those people. What I care about is seeing people actually get stuff out there and see people stand behind their stuff and be consistent and mention it and mention it and mention it so that, I I can support it and other people can support it. So I think that's what it is. I think if this episode is about anything, it's about the power of marketing and finding that market. Not going to go into that, but some topic I've learned a lot about over the years in running my business, that you can have the best thing in the world and you can have the people who want it, the people who would benefit from it, not know about it because you just didn't get your message out. You weren't persistent enough in talking about what you've done. Or you got discouraged because the people in that initial circle, those close friends, those family members, didn't really support it. And I know that I've felt discouragement there. I've tried to work through it. But I I know that some people, that's enough to quit. So I'd say, don't quit. And the idea here is, don't look to other people, even if it's your family and friends. 
for validation. Look for a way to find internal validation. Do things because you want to see them exist. And then have the faith, have the trust in the process that as you create stuff and put it out there, people are going to start responding over time. And it does take a while. Things move slowly at first, and then they start to build up. And then sometimes they hit an inflection point. There were um, there's a number of cases of people who toiled away for years, getting no recognition, and then finally got something. So I think to get through that initial low point or that point where nobody is paying attention. And I believe I talked about this in a few episodes ago when I talked about staying with it. I think um, getting through that low point, the way that you get through the fuel to get you through is finding a source of internal validation, finding a way to enjoy the process, to look at it as a learning experience, as a feedback experience, as a way of getting better, not only as an artist, but as somebody who's trying to get your message out there. So that might be all I have to say on this topic. I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you for everybody who messages me. Thank you for everybody who likes my content or replies to me or sends me messages or ideas or talks to me about the stuff that I'm talking about. Because without that feedback, I don't really know what's hitting and what's not. Sure, I can look at the analytics. I can look at how many downloads, but that doesn't tell me. That doesn't tell me anything about what people think or what this is doing or not doing for them. So thank you for those of you who reached out. And thank you for those of you who subscribed to the newsletter because I try to go a little bit deeper and share a little more resources in that place. And it keeps you informed. It lets me connect with you on a weekly basis as I release these episodes. So this is the Hyper Memoir Podcast. And one final thing, I'd really appreciate it. I don't do this for any other reason than my joy of doing it, but I would actually really love it if you could take a moment right now and subscribe and or like and or leave a comment. I think it only takes a few seconds and it really helps because it tells other people that this is worth listening to. So if you're looking for a small, simple way to support what I'm doing, I'd really appreciate whatever you got. So until next time, this is Chris Waldheims and this is the Hyper Memoir Podcast.